the Bones and Bobbins podcast is now on Patreon. Woohoo! Would you like access to bonus episodes, digital extras, exclusive merch, and more? Join us in the Curiosity Shop at patreon.com backslash Bones and Bobbins. Your generous support helps make the show happen and will also earn you our very eternal gratitude and entry into our private Patreon-only Facebook group. Which is pretty delightful. It, it really is. And uh, just filled with insomnia posts from all of us, yes, honestly. Definitely insomnia posts. Which is kind of delightful because insomnia brains are a little bit creepy. They are. And if I have to see it, I got to share it. (laughs) I I agree completely. Those creepy dolls still haven't sold yet. And I can't understand why not. Fascinating. Did I tell you that I um, found and unpacked my frozen Charlotte? (gasps) Did you? Yeah. That's exciting. And I also found a another teeny tiny antique doll that my friend Amanda sent me um, that looks just like me because of course. Of course. (laughs) Yes. In a dusty old shop on a forgotten old street, you'll find two witches with books three boxes deep. Next to rusty old needles and faded red thread, you'll come in for yarn but leave with pigments instead. Whether poisons or patterns, we're always discreet. Where creepy and crafty and morbidity meet. Welcome to the Bones and Bobbins podcast. Uh, anyway, hello, morbid makers. We are your slightly creepy, mildly disconcerting, somewhat sinister, delightfully discomposed, opaquely odd, merrily morbid. Marvelously misanthropic hosts. And this is Bones and Bobbins, Season 4, Episode 8, Where Did You Find That Key? Secret Drawers, Hidden Compartments, and Locked Cabinets. I'm Haley from Red Handled Scissors and the Very Serious Crafts Podcast, and I go by she and her. And I'm Natalie from Uberdork Designs, an official true crime creative, and my pronouns are she and her. Excellent. Hello from my tent. <laughs> Hello. Hey, hi. Yes. How are you? Tis been a minute. <laughs> it has been. Oh, gosh. Life has just been kind of nonstop. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's been nonstop. I did not hit pause <laughs> on life. Thankfully. But, good Lord. Oh, yeah. It's, it's been a busy summer. It has been. It has been. Yeah. So what's new with you? Um, a lot and also a little. <laughs> like I have a list I was keeping of somewhere of things to bring up and I don't know where that list went um, because, you know. That's the way it goes. Right. So I will just <laughs> go off of currentness. I have one more small group class and I think I'm two weeks away from the actual obtaining of piece of paper that says you can has job doing ux design because you was you was good at it um which is crazy yeah it's been very intense um but also which probably means we should redo our website (laughs) so you aren't embarrassed (laughs) (sighs) so yeah it's uh it's been very surreal um very fun like it definitely is something that i was meant to do like just it combines like oh that's awesome yeah it just it combines all of my weird background into like yeah no this is what you should be doing so it's exciting um i absolutely love our little discord uh group that we've got um they're amazing i am so old and confused by discord you know i was too but uh yeah no it's just kind of like our little private area it's kind of it's a lot like bulletin boards remember how you like used to have like little There'd be, like, one channel thing, and then it would have, like, little subgroups kind of thing. I mean, like, Reddit? I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you want. But also, yes, you want I, to drop I do a name, remember. I but yeah. No. I do remember old school bulletin So boards. it's a little bit like that. Uh, but, yeah. you know, you get to add fun stuff like, you know, GIFs and files and all kinds of stuff. So 
Um, there's that. The other day, I did not have a chance to take a picture, but the other day I wanted so badly to like jump on and tell everybody, uh, our new favorite Amish cart spotting. Oh. Uh, it would be Amish at the Pizza Hut. <laughs> oh, at the Pizza I Hut, I was do like, love an incongruous Amish, right? The P- at the Pizza Hut, still the and this is what perplexes me is it was in the town by which those Amish do not wave back. So oh. I'm like, huh? The ones by us are amazing and the ones down road i lovingly refer to as amish alley because there's one one road that has just amish farm after amish farm yeah um i had new baby goat friends but then they moved to the new baby goat friends i had a new favorite grumpy goat friend and then they moved to new favorite grumpy goat friend so oh, sorry all of my new favorite animals on our adventures are getting moved and that's okay um but it is also now officially fall here and when you live butted up against thousands of acres of nature preserve uh you tend to encounter wildlife and one Mm. of the wildlife is it is the mice season and i don't know where we have to figure it out amongst our entire house but somewhere <laughs> mices are getting in, which makes cats very, very happy. But also uh, yeah. leaves for <laughs> gnarly presents in the morning. <laughs> or just being awoken in the middle of the night because these two are something else. And it's so funny to watch them because, like, you know, Ron Swanson is the one that's been through 2500 <laughs> homes. <laughs> it's yep. like, you know, just big, solid, burly, grumpy little dude. Uh, And then, you know, his counterpart was, you know, literally in a, she was kitty kitty at the shelter. So she's been Mm. pampering her entire life and is very, uh, very long haired and pretty. But she is ruthless. (laughs) She is (laughs) the haunted. And it's so funny because he will, he's our backup. Like he'll chase, he'll block, he'll, but he will sit back and let her do her thing when she (laughs) When she catches it. So I like it. He knows his role. Right. It's just it's cute, but also very like weird and gnarly. And sometimes I'll yell at him and be like, just leave the tiny thing alone. Like it's not gonna hurt anybody, but they're cats. It is in their instinct. So And it protects the wiring in your house. That that is very true. These are tiny ones. They're small. Um the the, la- the the last ones at our last house were small as well. But they also had these giant ears, which made them look, yeah, which made them look cartoonish. So, oh, aren't those, uh, oh, oh, there's a specific name for those. Like, it is, like, actually field mice. Yeah. Or something like that. Something like Like that. um, It is what a shorthand that we use for mice, but this is actually the mice that are that. Yes. And then, lastly, this week... Um, my youngest had to pop in and, uh, get some blood work done at the clinic. And, you know, she is, she's big, strong adult, not quite yet, but, mm-hmm. uh, and independent. So she does not need me, even though I offered a bajillion times. Uh, so I had to sit in the right. car in the parking lot. But while I was sitting there, there was two crows flanking. And just talking back and forth to each other, like just across Love the fact, it. it was very cool. It's I've seen a lot of very large birds lately, which makes me happy. We see a lot of them, typically anyway, um, because this is where they live and they're un- uninterrupted and stuff. So that's it. Oh, yeah. That's pretty much the news in terms of uh, like what's going on right now. Because to backtrack through everything would be a whole episode in and of itself. <laughs> <laughs> So how about you? What's up with you? I went to a pumpkin farm because I live in Vermont, the land of autumn. Uh, And I think I sent you the photos. Yes, you did. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't post them anywhere because they are ridiculous. But um, ridiculously wonderful. 
Oops. Yeah, so there's a... Um, I sort of forget that Vermont busy, or this was technically New Hampshire because we went across the bridge. Oh. Um, <laughs> but I forget that New York busy and Vermont <laughs> busy are not the same thing. No, no, no. So whenever... Whenever I'm trying to avoid going someplace because it's going to be busy, it's New York busy that I'm thinking of. Mm -hmm. And so I thought we went on, we went last Sunday. So it was like a beautiful blue sky, like perfect fall day. It was warm. It was just, it was lovely. And it was October 1st. And I was like, that's going to be a fucking zoo. And... I am told that it was busy, <laughs> but I'm from New York, right? <laughs> so, um, so it was actually really nice. And uh, then I bopped on over and bought a spiderweb back antique chair. Nice. I'm pretty pleased about that. That's a good day right there. Did you get any apple butter? Uh, no, but my father-in-law has, keeps sending over tubs of applesauce from his apple trees. Oh, that's so fun. Ugh. I suppose we probably could make apple butter, but it hadn't occurred to me till just now. I love apple butter. Yeah. And our, um, our parlor ghost <gasps> has been especially bold oh. recently. And by bold, I don't mean like interactive. I mean just straight up visible (laughs) (laughs) um so i keep walking by uh the parlor because i'm the person who you know checks all the locks and windows at night Mm -hmm. because um lady parts yeah and i have gone by our parlor several times on the way up to the main staircase um and just like seen something bright white mm-hmm. and looked over and you know thinking that it was lights coming in from someplace no no it's just the parlor ghost sitting in the chair nice. and you know, i nod say hello go up <laughs> to bed whatever it's fine she's not inclined to do anything except ring the bell excitedly when i have mopped the floor <laughs> so whatever it's just that she's bright right now yeah she's so feeling herself (laughs) yeah i mean whatever you do you uh lady friend but yeah so that is that is basically the uh short version of what's going on in my life We should probably now take a quick break to thank all of our fantastic Curiosity Shop members over on the Patreon. Yes. And get a very special, totally normal, mm-hmm. not at all creepy, Mm-mm. welcome shout out to our newest member, Rebecca Darling. <gasps> Such a good name. Such a good name. Rebecca, darling, you amazing um, bean, welcome. Yes, um, my apologies for taking liberties with your name. Uh, I just want you to know, though, that yes, you're the best. Absolutely. And we would totally go explore hidden old graveyards in the woods with you. Definitely. Especially right now because it is so beautifully crisp it is leaves have fallen gorgeous gorgeous yes and if you want in on this fun not only are you going to get all the stuff that we mentioned you also going to get a huge huge backlog of Mm -hmm. patreon only episodes and it's true uh by huge i mean like i don't know i want to say like 65 Yes, Something like that. There, are, there are currently 65 yeah. just hanging out and waiting for you. Yeah, and they vary from, like, you know, just extended versions of uh, the podcast before to special guests to 
uh, our cats. Um, <laughs> you never know. You just never know. Yeah, um, our own personal ghost stories. Yeah. There's a lot going on. Yeah. So check it out. Check it out. And we're shaking this week up a little bit. And next week, I think, too, we're shaking things up a tiny little bit. Yes, because our lives have been... Banana pans. Yeah, th- that is exactly it. Um, I am going to tell Natalie about a topic this week, and she's going to return the favor next week. Yeah. Um, we just wanted to give each other, we wanted to give you the content, but we wanted to give each other just a little bit of extra breathing room since we're both kind of busy right now. But we'll Um, go back to over talking about everything together soon. (laughs) Oh my gosh, yes. And I mean, obviously we're going to over talk this together anyway, so... You know what I'm going to tell you about? What you going to tell me about? I'm so excited about this topic. I'm going to tell you about Secret drawers, hidden compartments, and locked cabinets. Yes! Mm. <laughs> yes. Oh, I'm so excited. So excited. Yep. <laughs> so, the idea for this topic started out when my friend Amanda, the one who sent me the doll that looks like me a long time ago, mm-hmm. um texted me a link to this reel on Instagram from a person called Eightfold Fox. And it was entitled Spooky Table Update. And it's more or less exactly what you're thinking. Uh, Spoiler, she found a hidden key. Um. And, well, actually, I'm not sure what their pronouns are. So they found a hidden key. Um, and then that got me thinking, I, I live in a house filled with antiques. Yes. Because, um, like, Ikea stuff just does not look right <laughs> in my house. Like, it... Looks totally fine in so many settings, but spooky old Victorian is not one of them uh, because nothing is straight here. (laughs) And you can't have clean lines when there aren't lines. (laughs) So, kind of square peg, round hole. Yeah, I was going to say, I I see a floofy kitty face. Um, So I was thinking about like, so I have a secretary. I have a collection of secretaries because people keep giving them to me. (laughs) It's a tough Um, problem. Yeah. So if you don't know what a secretary is, it's a... um, Basically, one of those desks with the um, pull-down front writing surface, and usually inside there are some drawers, and then the top part is usually like a lockable glass cabinet. Perfect altar. And hmm? perfect altar. It is <laughs> yes, um, and so. I have several of these, (laughs) and I am lucky enough that the ones that I have had their keys with them still. Oh, wow. That is really lucky. Yeah, and like a lot of the furniture in my house does have its keys. Um, Doesn't always matter, (laughs) but uh, so one of the secretaries is on the landing on my second floor. And it's filled with the usual drawers, compartments, letter slots, you know, the, like, normal desk things. And it has, you know, a hidden surface that, so it not only opens, but you can pull out a writing table. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's, it's a really cool piece of furniture. Mm-hmm. 
but it has a cabinet that's stuck. Oh. I have no idea what's in it. I have the key, but the lock is stuck, and it's also, you know, it's still kind of humid in Vermont, so nothing that's antique wants to open or shut, including every single door in my house. Um, hmm. And so I have no idea what's in it. But when I was putting things away last week, um, I was putting some, you know, pieces of art, tchotchkes, whatever, Mm -hmm. in the display area. And the front, uh, like a front decorative panel came off in my hand when I was closing the door. And I was just like, ugh, you know, old piece of furniture, something came unstuck. But now I'm not so sure. So I'm going to have to go back and and look. And so so I've got that. I've got a basically a huge roll-top desk that looks like a piano. Um, (laughs) Okay. That has a million tiny little drawers. And if... Whenever kids are over at my house running around, they accidentally pop them open Mm -hmm. um, just by vibration. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, it's self-contained. Like, where you put your feet is built in inside the box of the desk. And Hmm. so I am positive that they're are things that I have not discovered in this desk, but it doesn't have the keys and it's got piano locks and not um, normal skeleton keys. So like there's just a bunch of stuff in my house that I'm now like side-eyeing. Like, you know, what are you hiding? What do you have going on? So you're going to get a lock pick set right oh i don't need one. Oh, okay you're um, like i don't want to do this <laughs> okay. i mean i do but uh so right after we moved in i was obsessed with making my first floor bathroom door lockable okay because the way that the door exists like, you can't just put, like, a, um, a slide lock or something, mm-hmm. and a hook and latch isn't really practical for it. So I wanted the mortise lock, so, like, the lock that's mm-hmm. in the door where the skeleton key would go. I wanted that to work. And I thought that would be an elegant solution for everyone involved. The door could lock when people were in there, and also it would make me happy. There you go. Win-win. Yeah, exactly. And so I bought this set of replica skeleton keys, um, which is, I can't remember, like 30 maybe of the most common skeleton keys for various uses. So cabinets, mortise locks, um, all of the things. And I also have obviously in my house a bunch of real skeleton keys from the time period and i've picked up a bunch of them do you have from them on like a big old jailer's ring hell yes i do i love it yeah um and so so i've just been adding to my collection and i've found some matches some of its work some of it hasn't But the problem with very old locks is that very old locks get, you know, filled with gunk Mm -hmm. because life, but also they have springs in them. And those springs can break. And when those springs break, then the mechanisms don't work in the way that they're supposed to. How about the springs? Because I was like, you could, like, do some orange oil cleaner in there to dig oh, yeah. and i 
absolutely have done all of that. Mm. But if the springs are either too stretched or broken, it doesn't matter if things can move because those springs aren't doing their job. And so I learned this lesson the hard way (laughs) uh, because... I have a three-year-old nephew, <laughs> like cherubic blonde, three-year-old. Oh, three nephew. already? Wow. Yeah, he just turned three. Um, like last week, in fact, I missed his birthday party because I was sick. Aww. Um, but anyway, so he was over, and we have a door between our dining room and kitchen that has a lock that's been, or a latch, not even the lock. That's been sticking literally since we moved in. And it's been getting progressively worse. Mm. And I need to take it apart and replace the spring in the mortise lock. Like, that's what the issue is. I know what the issue is. And yet, um, doing that requires chipping away lead paint, Mm. um, which requires keeping the cats away. Like, it's a whole thing. It's a abatement situation. (laughs) Yeah, and I mean, it's fine. It's dry. I wouldn't be sanding it. I'd just be, like, chiseling it off. But, like, you want to take some precautionary measures. And so, unfortunately, my little nephew did not understand the concept of, no, that door is going to get stuck and maybe we can't open it. Oh, no. (laughs) And so he managed to lock us out of half of our house, Mm. which required me to, luckily I was on the correct side of the door so I could unscrew the, um, the doorknob and knock out the uh we have mercury glass knobs and so i could knock it through and get a big ass screwdriver stick it in there and (laughs) release the latch but like (laughs) that is that's the kind of bullshit that you deal with when you deal with old ass locks and also like doors cabinets cupboards drawers that you know should open and yet and uh yeah so in purgatory still uh in repair purgatory are both my bathroom door and my dining room door which weirdly enough are within like 10 feet of each other (laughs) and those take priority so you get it yeah yeah so um So I've been in the mindset of unsticking, ungumming antique hardware Mm -hmm. since we moved in because necessity. we've got a (laughs) lot of beautiful brass fixtures Mm -hmm. that have been painted over a million times Um, and a lot of furniture that gets stuck. So... um, So in combination with that and the uh, Instagram reel that Amanda sent me, which I have linked in the show notes, um, I started thinking about, you know, how do you find a hidden compartment in a piece of furniture if you haven't taken it all the way apart? Or if you like aren't familiar with the piece but you know it's of an age where and type of furniture where that's normal um so i uh oops um so i was looking around on the internet to see if there was a guide because i was pretty sure that at least some antique dealers must specialize in this. True. So I found um, a post from Cavell's Antique Trader, which is helpfully entitled, Where to Find Secret Compartments in Antique Furniture. That is very (laughs) helpfully titled. 
the the thing about secret compartments in furniture is we often think about them in like fancy items or you know elaborate desks Mm -hmm. or whatever but they're actually super utilitarian things Mm -hmm. Uh, they have historically been used for the exact same thing that we use like bank lock boxes for Mm -hmm. or i mean also hidden compartments whatever to keep your private business private and so of course these things would exist in normal items like traveling trunks oh yes because you maybe were an immigrant heading to someplace new and you needed to hide things like your birth certificate Mm -hmm. like important family documents deeds Mm -hmm. titles whatever um because that shit was not stored electronically you lost that it was it was lost (laughs) well exactly and they were also things like if somebody stole the deed to a property it would be very hard to prove that it wasn't theirs if they had the deed in their possession and so there's just a lot of things that you might want to keep hidden like we've talked about this in sort of spy equipment related um contexts and there are lots of ways like beyond furniture like you know the wall safe hidden behind the the painting or the room behind the bookcase (laughs) exactly but um i'm talking about furniture specifically Mm -hmm. because otherwise we would be here for literally months there's a Um, show called good girls and without spoiling it the gist of it is is this picture perfect suburban mom played by the gorgeous christina Hendricks. Um, Ooh, yeah. I love her. Right? I've met her, and she's so nice. Oh, my God. She's... You haven't seen the photo of us together? No. Oh, yeah. We, wa- we were on the red carpet together at the <sighs> Emmys, and she was the roommate of one of Jeremy's um, co-workers before she was famous. <sighs> she's and so hot. So... Uh, she's... Yeah. Her character is amazing. Uh, but mm. she... And her sister and her bestie get involved with some unsavory characters and end up hmm. laundering money. <laughs> she becomes like... Like you do. Right. It's kind of like weeds, only uh, with, you know, laundering money instead of drugs. But her husband built her a craft cabinet with secret compartments in it to hide whatever she needed to hide. Well, yeah. And I just thought that was funny. Uh, no, it, it is. It's um, my kids are like you'd it, have that, and I was like, you damn right, I would. <laughs> so the thing about these things are, you you can totally have that, right? You can absolutely do that. Like we sort of think that we just have to get lucky and find something, but no, you can install these things. Yeah. Um, but we're talking about things that were purpose built for that. Yes. So it isn't always like document compartments. Sometimes it's disguising one piece of furniture as something else. So um, like they're really cool Victorian versions of the Murphy bed. Oh. That um, just look like cabinets and are like beautifully carved wooden pieces of furniture that pull out into beds. And, like, they're really cool. I desperately want one, but, eh, um, they're, they're expensive. I'd imagine so. Yeah, and so, it turns out, um, that secretaries are one of the most common places for secret compartments to exist especially the kind of secret compartment that would house hidden documents or money or jewelry or again whatever um which makes me want to dig through all of mine Mm -hmm. again but uh so this um 
uh, this article on finding those hidden spaces has some tips on checking specific areas. So there are, yeah, so there are also, there are things like crowns that can be removed, um, mobile elements, pockets like things that look like they should just be like part of the construction Mm -hmm. that are actually hiding things Mm -hmm. so um there are often pockets in the back of uh crown freezes um so like the the fancy part on the top Mm -hmm. of old furniture um that documents might be stashed or, you know, jewelry, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, there are also often kick panel oh, yeah. areas, which, I mean, every, like most furniture has a kick panel mm-hmm. on the front and a lot of, or it's, reasonably frequent that those are hidden spaces um that's smart yeah uh you could also like pull out drawers that are hidden behind decorative balances or um decorative scroll work that like add spaces between compartments mm. often those pull out and are in fact themselves drawers like there's just a bunch of different kinds of uh different kinds of commonly used hiding places which i think are really cool yes. um so like one of my favorite items that sometimes has a hidden space um, is uh, the newel post on stairs. Oh, yeah. And I have not opened ours yet because I can't figure out how to open it without damaging it. Uh, yeah. Because I don't think that it was made to be opened, mm. but some of them are. Mm-hmm. And sometimes tables, like the entire top will lift off. Or underneath, Um, there's like a whole sliding thing. (laughs) Yeah, so there are just so many different different ideas, different places you can check. And you aren't guaranteed to find anything, but it's not unusual to find things. Um, Especially when you're talking about like Victorian or earlier items. Yeah, you're probably and not going to stumble upon Narnia, but, you know. <laughs> you never know. You never know. Uh, so I'm going to send you Ooh. a link right now because I have a new crush. <laughs> okay. Um, and I will say that I don't know anything about this person as a human. <laughs> I only know about this person as a creator of 18th century furniture. I mean. So if they're a terrible human, I do not have a crush on that. But their work, chef's kiss. Um, and that is uh, David Rutgen. Okay. And I am dropping that into the chat right now. So... Um, oh, I see Christie's. <laughs> Yeah, so I just sent Natalie a link um, to Christie's that is specifically... Oh. (laughs) uh Uh-huh. So, (laughs) David Rutgen's furniture is the definition of beautifully... Perfectly made, sneaky, sneaky, oh my god. Yeah. Um, and, like, he's got stuff at, like, pretty much every major museum that would have things uh, from that time period has a piece of his. And often, like, there are, say, clocks or musical instruments built in. Like, it's... 
uh, they are his use of the they're rococo, the wood grain on the mahogany as a pattern right. is sublime. Oh, my dad told me what that was called last week, and now I can't remember. It's like flashing or sparkling. It's or... In very intentionally placed. Yeah, and it's beautiful. All right, so um, what I sent Natalie is a, a set of furniture that is two side tables, um, a chest, and a desk. So do you want to describe a little bit about what you see? Let me go back up. Let me wipe the drool off my face and go back I up. I know, right? <laughs> Okay, so there is the piece that, okay, so I'm going to scroll down. There's the big main page at the top, which we call. Yep. And this link is in the show notes, too, so you can look along. Which in UX terms we descri- describe as the hero image. Um, mm. <laughs> so I'm going down where they're, just, they're placed on the wooden pallets, which are great just position there and, and style and stuff. Um, yeah. I like that the letterbox is on top of a box that says Frigile on it. Um, <laughs> they're all mahogany with gold brass finish. Um, and it, it, there is not a dent, a scratch. A, a, they're pristine and lacquered, but not highly lacquered, like not overly lacquered and just divine i mean he very definitely has a, a very specific style i really like this so the the desk is amazing um yeah i'm sending you a, a tour of the desk that's at the met um a youtube link okay it's an eight-legged desk it's got the it's got the set of four interior legs to it too um yep. and it's got the lid that comes down there's no lock on the lid exterior um, but, uh, see, he's rolling it up and on the inside, it's pretty standard. I really like this. What is this? Uh, the German or Molu mounted mahogany secretaire à baton. See, mm. that's 820 something days in chat chat. Um, I mean, combining German and French. Right. Hot damn. Uh, it's, how. It's just a really skinny, tall, side table-ish looking thing. Um, but it looks like the side opens up. That would make it a very, very incredible, like, mini bar. Um, right. It's And again, it's that whole mahogany. It's The, the style is very similar with, like, the, the gold inlay on the, in the middle of the, um, the writing tables. Uh, are... Yeah, everything folds out. There are compartments within compartments. Like, it's just cool. Um, and everything fits perfectly within everything else. And, like, the care and, like, craftsmanship involved is truly absurd. It is. And I think think a really good example of that is um a desk that the met has and they have a youtube video which is just a tour of them silently opening <laughs> all of the things Ooh, so i, I will dropped be. that into the chat for you so it's funny because the the pair of secretaries or the pair of writing desks rather the tables are again the german or molu mounted uh they're called akujo mouche which means plum mm-hmm. pudding <laughs> oh, that's kind of cute it is adorable um he he definitely has a very very distinctive style i also like the everything i don't know if it's just a all of the soft surfaces when you pull out is all that like pool table green <laughs> Oh, yeah, the the felt lining. Yep. Um, I mean, 
I think with most of these, especially high-end uh, items, they are the drawers are usually felt-lined, and the writing surfaces are usually leather-topped. Oh my god! That so you could more easily um, write with your quill pen without sticking it through the paper. I made the mistake of clicking on the the related lot with the um the clock in it that he did <laughs> and yeah. yes yes so um let me see it's a very very structured structured and contained but still elegant like and that was during the time where like rococo was pretty popular so he's kind of bucket against the system at the time i mean it's very i mean i compared to think his uh designs are considered rococo are they i think so um i imagine that could be argued but uh i highly recommend that um everyone pause for a moment and take a look at the uh video from the met because it will show um the hidden buttons that were built in to release more drawers and it's like if you turn the key one way it releases one thing if you turn the key the other way it releases another thing like it's just so well thought through but also it would be so easy for one of those mechanisms to get stuck and you would never know it was there right yeah, that desk has compartment upon compartment upon drawer. I mean, it's... Yep. And the video isn't the same as the desk in the um, Christie's link. It's just made by the same person in the same style. Yeah, that one's um, got a ton of... Although I'm trying to figure out the, the flanking, like bookending sections in the middle there next to where you mm-hmm. stick like the letters it looks like they have a bunch of little things that pull out i wonder if that's where you like put documents in between like a weird laying down filing system uh in the christie's yeah. one uh yeah i think so actually i think that might be where um i don't know maybe where letters dried oh yeah that could be that's right because you write with the but they would yeah I mean, I'm truly making that up. It also might just be a roll top, and I can't tell from this angle. Like an internal roll top. Oh, it might be. It kind of, yeah. Ooh. Um, my my phone would like me to drink some water. (laughs) I mean, Uh, it's fine. Yep. So, um, I've also included a length of, um. Uh, sorry, uh, Rutgen's Berlin secretary cabinet, Mm. which is extremely Rococo (laughs) and also even more elaborate. Okay. Um, There is, it turns out, an entire world of YouTube videos specifically dedicated to opening secret compartments in historic furniture. Okay, that's like my ASMR. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right? Um, And so there is also um, another artist, or not artist, cabinet maker, arguably also artist, um, who I discovered um, working at a similar time period and with similar meticulous um, creations. And that was... um, uh, Jean-Francois Uben and um, the in Florida uh, in a house you know like an estate museum mm-hmm. uh, there is a desk that was built for Louis Bonaparte Napoleon's brother when he was the king of Holland yeah hmm. and it it has everything built in different alphabetized 
filing. The chair is even built in. And the chair has secret compartments. (gasps) And so there's a link to the YouTube video there, which is just fucking cool. Somebody needs to get that out of Florida. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's in a collection in a house that is a museum. So it could be worse. That's true. Um, But yes, so there's um, all of those things, which I am obsessed with. Um, But I think that those are sort of extreme but perfect examples of like what we think of when we think of fancy hidden compartments. Yeah, that's pretty textbook. Yeah. Um, And so when... Sort of looking at these, I was thinking about the, like, hidden rooms, built-ins, surprisingly useful antique discoveries. Mm -hmm. Um, And in my own spooky yellow Victorian, I have a sideboard that has a hidden table that pulls out for making drinks. And it is a mahogany sideboard with really similar patterns to the oh. um yeah it's it's beautiful it came with the house <laughs> <laughs> um but uh there so there are just so many like both cool but also just straightforwardly useful it's items like a butler or not a butler um a uh person serving a meal Mm -hmm. might pull that out to mix drinks for guests it's very definitely like a perfect marrying of form and function yeah exactly and like i have a card catalog that Mm -hmm. has three not so secret pull out tables that you can pull the drawers all the way out and set them on the tables Mm -hmm. so they so you can dig through them without them falling on you um, memories. <laughs> yes, a an entirely different secretary to the one that I was talking about earlier. Um, I keep finding things in the drawers that I have cleaned out already, um, <laughs> and like old postage stamps, um, British postage stamps, weirdly, um, like Edwardian. Um, and also liquor tax stamps from <laughs> right after Prohibition. That's and amazing. Yeah, they just keep a things like that just keep appearing in one of these drawers, like, seemingly from nowhere. Gift that keeps on uh, giving. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know, ghosts, hidden drawers, things stuck in cracks. Who knows? <laughs> I have no idea. Um, it, it, it's a mystery, but. There are also a bunch of, a lot of, um, like, built-in storage pieces in that one. But it's not as ornate as the other. Mm. So, I don't know. It, who knows? Um, I am sad to report that we 3D scanned our house inside and out. And the only kind of example of a hidden room that we found was in uh, the murder shack. Which... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> was a um a, a side building that was attached to our barn which is attached to our <laughs> house um that i think was probably at some point used um it's near where the hayloft area would have been and i think it was probably where like um a horse groom mm. would have slept, perhaps. Um, it was no longer a functional anything. We found a bunch of newspapers up there. Um, but by the time it came down, um, it uh, the structure had evolved through time where you could tell that it was once someplace that someone could go, but... It uh, no longer was, and also the murder shack doesn't exist anymore, so bye. Um, We do have plenty of passages here, but 
they're not subtle. <laughs> they just have doors <laughs> leading directly to them. Um, so we don't have hidden rooms, but I don't know. There could always be secret doors that we haven't found. Maybe I just haven't tapped the walls thoroughly enough. Um, I also, while going down this uh, particular rabbit hole on Instagram, mm -hmm. starting with the first post, I was immediately served up a post about a 17th century guard dog gate Ooh. that was built into a main staircase wall um, that's also linked in the show notes um, from the Great House Exmoor. And it basically looks exactly like a baby gate. Wow. Um, except that it is perfectly carved to fit into the wall and just look like decorative scrolling. That's very cool. And then you pull it out and it hooks into the other side of the staircase. And I guess that was to keep the dogs that would um, guard the house on the main floor. Oh. So they would do their job. Right. <laughs> Um, instead of coming upstairs and crawling into bed. All right, so um, I was sort of poking around then on eBay and Etsy, looking to see if there were any particularly interesting objects that were available. Mm -hmm. And I've linked a few of them, just in case you too want your very own um, hidden compartment item. Yes, yes, yes. So. Yes, hmm? yes, yes. <laughs> yes. Um, so everything from spice boxes to secretaries to desks, a bunch of stuff. Um, and I also found just a fucking cool story that makes me want to tear all of my secretaries apart immediately um, about a family's like generation to generation antique desk that someone made their pandemic project to go through and find all of the hidden compartments and it shows what they found. Oh, God. And so I will link to that and we'll possibly revisit that in a Patreon episode. Absolutely. Because it's just so cool. Yes. Um, so, yeah, that is, that is just... A dip of the toe into spooky and delightful and mysterious hidden areas in furniture that might be in your house. That is amazing. Also, why don't yeah. we keep making it? Uh, I mean, we do. Uh, I've actually linked some modern examples and also current... Uh, reddit communities nice. um or subreddits that are specifically devoted to that sort of thing i cannot wait to go down and do that yeah that was excellent indeed well, thank you it's everything everything i hoped it would be <laughs> and yeah we'll Yay. definitely have to it's such a big and amazing topic that yeah i could see us definitely continuing it on patreon or another episode in the future too oh yeah, totally i believe that brings us to <gasps> the the weekly worst way to die. die. <laughs> <laughs> uh, unsurprisingly, mine would be exploring, or well, exploring a locked wardrobe. <laughs> Indeed. Um, mine yes. is just based on current, current life status, uh, yeah. and and either death by cramps or just lack of proper access to like womanly health care yeah my uterus would like a word seriously i keep saying i'm gonna create a uterine spoon so we can just remove them on our own yeah just pluck it out <laughs> yep pop <laughs> oh my gosh on that note anyway. <laughs> so hey do you maybe want to be spooky internet friends god i hope so <laughs> You can find us at Bones and Bobbins on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, I refuse to call it fucking X, uh, and, and anywhere else on the social media. I mean, land. to be fair, I am no longer posting yeah, it, on the artist formerly known as Twitter, yeah. so. But you can find us. We are findable. Or you could just pop it's true. over to BonesandBobbins.com. Um, 
but definitely uh definitely always hiding out on the facebook patreon group so if you poke yep. us on the regular the main Instagram. page well you can find us there too so true and don't forget to rate and review this podcast because oh my god it pleases the internet gremlins and that is how we show up in recommendations so that other morbid souls can find us bring forth the morbid souls also it makes us really happy too (laughs) it does so on that note dear wonderful listeners let us Mm. leave you with some advice that you should never ever forget Mm-mm. Lock your doors. And don't run with scissors. <laughs> Each episode of the Bones and Bobbins podcast is written and researched by Haley Pearson Cox and Natalie Hoyce. Our music was composed by Loyalty Freak Music. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Bones and Bobbins. Subscribe now on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Spotify or check us out wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts so you won't miss a minute of our strange and creepy content.